So yeah, like I was saying last week uh, that I was pretty sure the next thing on the list was the Lone Ranger and I was right. So this to finish off, there weren't, like I was saying before, there weren't that many shows from the 40s that I recognized the names of. So whatever this was, six shows or something. So in the 50s, I assume it'll spread out a lot more. But for now, we just got more cowboy shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I don't know much about the Lone Ranger. It might not be. I guess that'll be this week is like, what is this like compared to Hopalong Cassidy, I guess. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I that's the comparison that we have to make. So I assume when we get to the 50s, I mean, I'm sure we're not out of the woods as far as uh, the Old West goes, right? <laughs> There's going to be a lot more to come, I'm sure. But it'll be spread amongst different stuff. You know, the 50s should be a lot more varied i'm guessing yeah more tv yeah. more advertising but yeah and you were saying uh before we started recording that uh you think of this more as the 50s it, basically it is the 50s because this is like 1949 this thing started so you know yeah. the the dawn of the 50s 1950 yeah not much difference okay well um i did do remember seeing the lone ranger in the late 1950s so i'm interested to see if it's the same actor Yes, yeah, so I did a little quick research as usual, and uh, it's kind of cool. So the Lone Ranger started as a radio thing in 1933. This one station in Detroit, it was actually the guy who owned the station. It was just like, we need some reason for people to care about our station. So he found some writer, and they came up with the Lone Ranger, and they just started doing it, and it became this gigantic phenomenon. So that's kind of cool. That's not a normal not the same as the other origin stories we've heard so far. Oh, it was a creation yeah. for radio. Yeah, there was no Lone Ranger until oh. this one station, the guy came up with it at that Ooh, station. Interesting. Yeah, so it's almost like if, it reminds me of like those commercials of like, local guy selling, here's my auto place or whatever. This is just like their little local homebrew we'll radio series. We'll have to see cereal. if it has the famous I did uh, just to check the file to make sure it works. It does have that. Yeah, it's <laughs> famous yeah. music. When I was in uh, in school, we had music, and uh, we had this class in grade nine, classical music. Oh God, it was boring. So she comes in one day, and she's playing the William Tell Overture, and she starts off with you know, and it's got this big whoa, whoa, and everybody's like, oh God, not again. And then all of a sudden. Everybody says, oh my god, Lone Ranger music. We all recognized it. I actually had forgotten about it till, uh, till I just tested the file last night to make sure it worked. The one I always think of is just the Bonanza theme. That's the one that really sticks in my mind. Sort of a similar vibe, I guess. But. Yeah, no, that's the only reason why I know the name, the William Tell Overture. Right. And it's because it's the Lone Ranger music. I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if the radio version also had that music or if it was just for the TV show. Because was that in the public domain? Is that why they used it? Is it just, is that how? <laughs> I that, don't know. I guess so, right? Classical stuff. I yeah, guess nobody sure, owns but it. But it's famous classical stuff. And who wrote it? Uh, Bob? Beethoven? I'm not sure. Yeah. One of the one of those famous guys. One of those guys. They're all <laughs> one of those famous guys. Yeah. And see, by that time it would probably if it was one of those characters, it would have been about two hundred years old by that time, that music. So yes, it would be public. Right. So yeah, it's crazy too, just the uh amount, even at this point, like in this early early ish days, I guess radio had been around for a while, but these you know, we think of now how crazy it is that everything is available, everything's on YouTube, Every there's a hundred channels, whatever. But things were still pretty intense even back then, like how much they made. Because uh, there was a bunch of different people that played the Lone Ranger in different forms. But the most famous voice actor was this guy, Earl Grazier, and he did 13,000 
episodes of the radio show. I assume they were very short. Because <laughs> what the fuck? That is so many episodes over, you know, decades or whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, when did you say? 19, the 30s? Yeah, And then TV would have come in in the late... Yeah, so you're talking probably almost a... Yeah, and he wasn't... Almost a 20-year span. He wasn't the TV guy, but I assume they probably kept making the radio ones while the TV show was happening. Yeah, so, uh, and it's funny because they go down the list of people, and there's literally people that were only the Lone Ranger for one night because something happened and they couldn't find a guy. So this guy did it for one night. This guy did it 13,000 times. <laughs> like, it's not close. <laughs> it's insane. So, yeah, then it became comic books, uh, several movies, and then this TV show that we're watching started in 1949 and ran till 1957. Uh, the TV ranger is a guy named Clayton Moore, but what I thought was interesting is the guy that plays Tonto, his name is Jay Silverheels, and mm -hmm. he's Canadian. Oh, Jay Silverheels, he's famous. That guy, he, he's been in other stuff, too, not just the Lone Ranger. Right. Because, um, uh, yeah, I'm quite familiar with that name. Yeah, and he's, uh, I think, our first Canadian so far. In case people can't tell from our charming accents, we're Canadian. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, well, let's turn her on. Let's see what sure. we've got to see here. Yeah, it was neat, too, just to see that uh, Jay Silverheels was an actual native, because I know back in the uh, Spaghetti Western days, I read that a lot of times it was just Italian guys that were kind of olive-skinned. Yeah, <laughs> and they put a little bit of the grease on them to make them look a little darker. Yep, here we go. <laughs> right at the gates. <laughs> the Lone Ranger. There, you uh, even got the tone right. The Lone Ranger. General Mills brings you another thrilling adventure with the Lone Ranger. So, yeah, I guess we got Episodic. a two-parter. Yeah, we didn't get the full. I mean, it's pretty obvious that, you know, Lone Ranger's going to be okay or whatever. Yeah, but I bet they did. I bet they were all episodes like that. So this technically, I was saying while we were watching it, that a half hour is a nice, easy watch. Hour long is going to be a lot harder, but I guess this technically is an hour long show. They just split it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and the screenplay is from a radio yeah. program. So, yeah, because they had a lot of uh, narrator stuff. So, yeah, I assume the uh, radio show was probably very similar. So that was kind of nice to see just how I was saying that uh, I didn't get that one off YouTube because the YouTube version was really bad quality. I downloaded that, and maybe I'll try to do that in the future because that looked great. That looked much better than the other stuff yeah. we've been watching. The lately. film quality was excellent in that. Yeah. And yeah. when you consider that if they were out in the desert, they would have had to have a big machine a trolley type thing to take the camera out there and film yeah because whatever i don't know the technical process they used for like ed sullivan and stuff but it clearly wasn't the same yeah like this is filmed on film still looks really good and black and white looks so good too like it holds up after all these years which i always thought that was weird i don't know again i don't understand tv but it seems so crazy to me that we could invent something as advanced as television but not quite figure out how to do color yet like, it's like you went nine-tenths of the way to the moon and you just didn't quite get all the way there. I don't well, understand why, I though. think a lot of it, they might have been able to do color because they were doing color movies by that time. But right. when you, again, 1949, 1950, you didn't have all that many people who would have had TV. Right. So you've got to have a whole lot of uh, advertising behind you that will allow you to produce that stuff. So it's only later when you get more people, more TVs, more advertising, that, of course, you can afford to do that. But in the early days, you probably think, yeah, well, you know, it's new, not that popular yet. 
Yeah. I don't think that it was wasn't that it wasn't popular. It's just people couldn't afford it. Yeah, even I guess because even up to like clerks in like 1993, it was only black and white because that's what they could afford. So yeah, I guess back in the 40s, like yeah, it must have been much cheaper to film in black and white. So yeah, that show, I guess, just comparing it to Hopalong Cassidy, I guess I liked Lone Ranger better because it's more serious and it's a more sort of grown-up feeling thing. But it was also more boring. Like Hopalong Cassidy was dumber, but it had little characters and a little plot. Where Lone Ranger was very staid and very. Well, remember, they had to spend a lot of time introducing these characters and setting right. the stage as to who they were. So later on, you probably, because you already know who all these people are, uh, they probably jump into it much more quickly than than this. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see a later. Again, maybe we'll jump in in the fifties later on and see toward the end of Lone Ranger what it was like. Because yeah, this is establishing things, and it, it had that feeling of like like a grown up thing, you know, where like books that for grown ups are way more boring than books for kids because they expect you to just put up with it. Because this was like yeah, very slow and very grown-up feeling mm. until the gunfight started and immediately it became little kids in the backyard just like ah, oh, mm-hmm. clutching their chests but they probably didn't produce that for kids right originally that was probably supposed to be for adult viewing because what else was there to watch yeah as it's usual <laughs> Same as always. edwin yeah. You know? so yeah and uh, people who would have just bought their tv and spent a lot of money on it would be watching that adults they wouldn't just be saying hey kitties you go in there and watch the tv no you would have paid a lot of money for that so you'd be watching the tv yeah yeah because everything had that really adult feel except yeah just that they couldn't show blood and they couldn't show even bullet holes in clothes like everyone it was like magic it's like you got shot by the magic beam and now you got to fall down but like that was the one part that suddenly felt super not realistic yeah because even the, the lone ranger after being shot you get the impression that it was you get the impression that it was weeks, but it was probably days that he was being tended to by Tonto. But when he gets up to go chasing the bad guy, his suit is immaculate. Yeah, yeah, it's no, no sweat clean. stains. That's for sure. It's uh, yeah, no, no sweat stains, no, no stains on the knees. His boots still look pretty polished. Uh, the mask that he's got from brother who died, and they created that mask. It's in, it's pristine. It looks like it just came out of a shop on. New York, somewhere. Rodeo Drive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the basic storyline is that uh, there was uh, like six Texas Rangers, and they got double-crossed by their half-native guide who uh, led them into an ambush, and they all get shot and killed by a bunch of bandits. And then the bandits also shoot the the guide because they don't trust him either, (laughs) double, double, triple-cross. And Lone Ranger is laying there. He's the only one who didn't die right away. He's... uh, very wounded though drags himself over to like a little pond to keep himself alive so tonto comes along who's uh you know just another native guy and i was like oh that's a good enough setup of like okay you found this guy and they're gonna build a little bond as he nurses him back to health but they really took it that extra step further of like Oh hey, do you remember me? We used to be friends when we were kids. I'm like, well, no, you to weren't. Explain why he calls him Kimosabe. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird because that does it stretches credulity a little. I feel like they really didn't need that extra layer because it almost insinuates. Because Tonto's like, yeah, you remember me, right? When we were kids, and he's like, oh yeah, you're Tonto, and they're like, cool, I'll help you. Does that mean if they had not had that connection as kids, he would have just let him die? <laughs> yeah, well maybe. See, Tonto now owes him, right? Because he nurse Tonto back to health when his family was injured years and years and years ago. So, of course, now you've got that bond, that yeah. immediate bond where he's going to save 
a Lone Ranger. Yeah, which I guess I guess why why not? Why am I nitpicking? Because it's all this is also first episode stuff. Like now that we got this out of the way, I'm sure they never bring this stuff up ever again. It's just they're just hanging out. It's just the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yeah, well, it's kind of nice to know that they had some relationship because you kind of you know you just kind of presume that the Lone Ranger and Tonto are like together but yeah, they're just you just take it for granted yeah but why well nowadays you'd think that they had a relationship going on between right. the two of them <laughs> which of course no not not no you had to have some connection now that was okay that they put that in there right and i did like how they uh the way they shot it where the lone ranger guy you know when he's nursing himself or he's almost dead but he's holding like a cloth to his face so you can't quite see his whole face and like they just all these ways that they obscured his face because you're never supposed to see his face so that's kind of cool and even if you had seen his face which they didn't show close-ups of those rangers at the beginning they were just a group of men riding on horses but even if they had shown them up close you wouldn't have made the connection that of the six oh yeah that guy that guy he's going to be the lone ranger later on right there was nothing to give it away yeah, and it, it is cool. I like this idea because like, when I was reading the article, like, it's still like disputed what the Lone Ranger's name even is. Like, There's different sources that say different things because that's not what it's about. He is like this phantom of vengeance and justice. And yeah, he really lays it out thick to Tonto once he's been brought back to health and they've sewn up his clothes and washed them and pressed them and made sure everything is just perfect. <laughs> that yeah, he gives Tonto the speech basically of like, see those five graves of my friends? Go make a sixth grave. That'll be my grave. No one knows that I survived. So I'm going to, for each one of those bandits that took us out, I'm going to stop a hundred other bandits, but I won't kill anyone. I will never kill them. I will just bring them to justice. And wound them. I might wound them if yeah. I have to. And then Tonto's like, oh, you're, you're the last one. You're like a lone ranger. And he's like, yes, I am the lone ranger. Like he <laughs> looks right at the camera and just says it. <laughs> it's like, that, was, that was pretty heavy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess his only other name is Kimosabe. Yeah, which I always remember, too, because I never really saw the Lone Ranger as a kid, but there's a far side joke about that where it's like the Lone Ranger is an old man and he's looking up terms and he's like, I never did look up what Kimosabe means. A horse's rear end. (laughs) I just remembered that dumb joke. But uh, definitely one thing that's made me... Oh, and then uh, the guy who double-crossed them, he survived. And they're like, okay, he'll be our first bounty. We're going to go take him out. But as they were going to... You know, they're going well out of their way to not kill this guy. They want to bring him to justice. They don't want to be as bad as the bad guys. And then it's like, yeah, to be continued next week. And it's like, oh, shit. But I think we're good. We don't need to watch next week. It's obvious what's going to happen. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll come in again at the end of the 50s and see. And compare them. Yeah. Yeah. And just see how much of a... Do they have those big, long introductions? Yeah. Uh, which they probably don't because once you get to know everybody... Right. Yeah, even this almost seemed unnecessary. It's like if you happen to catch this first episode, that's great. But I'm sure most people didn't. But, you know, again, you just you just know the situation. He's just bringing people to justice and he's got his his teammate Tonto. But uh, the two things, too, I kind of noticed. Well, first, there were those um, I know I mentioned those transitions that like soft wipe where it wipes across the screen. And that was definitely something that Star Wars in the late 70s brought that back. And George Lucas said it's because all the serials and stuff he watched as a kid did that, and he just liked that transition. And uh, it's hard to describe, but if you saw it, you know, people would know what I mean. And to this day, Star Wars is the only thing that does that, that soft wipe across the screen when they change stuff. 
just no one else does that. And oh. it's just kind of neat. It's that very effective. It gives you the impression of distance that they were traveling like a long distance yeah. when they probably only traveled like from here to across the street in the filming. And that's the side of Star Wars. I don't really like Star Wars, but I like that aspect of it, that even though people consider that like a cheesy editing technique and just no one would do it anymore, that George Lucas is like, yeah, but I'll do the cheesy thing because I liked it when I was a kid. And sometimes that really works, you know, that he just did his own thing. Sometimes for good, sometimes for ill. And the other thing this really made me think of big time is Batman. The Lone Ranger is Batman. Batman is the Lone Ranger. Just, I'm going to get vengeance on criminals, but I'm not going to kill them. And that made me remember there's actually, there's different versions of Batman's origin story. But he went to, in some versions, he went to the opera with his parents. He went to see Deflator Mouse because it's so the bat, you know, and it's all clever. But in other versions, he went to see Zorro, which I like better, that he went to see Zorro, a Zorro movie with his parents, and that's the night that his parents were killed by a mugger, and that's the night he decided to become Batman, and because he had just watched a Zorro movie, like, it's exactly the same. I'm going to wear a mask, no one's going to know who I am, I'm not going to kill criminals. And it's just interesting to see that, that, well, when did Batman start, though? But, But clearly, Zorro is Batman. It's the same fucking exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just interesting because Batman is going stronger than ever. And Zorro's around, but, you know, Zorro didn't really survive into the present. They still make Zorro movies, but it's not like Batman. Batman are like, those movies are huge still. Well, the Lone Ranger, though, he's done. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Dad was just saying, like, they did a Johnny oh, Depp yes, one a little Johnny while ago. Depp. Yeah, they did a Johnny Depp one. I mean, I'm sure they'll just keep making Lone Ranger movies, like like with King Kong or whatever. Like, it's not a big deal anymore, but every 10 years they'll just make a new one. <laughs> you know, why not? But yeah, and also Tonto is very similar to Batman and Robin. Even when you were saying, like, nowadays, you would question why these two men are always hanging out. And everyone's made that joke about Batman for decades. Of <laughs> Like, why is he hanging out with this young boy? <laughs> like, what is going on here? Anyway, that must be why they had to explain. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, you'd be watching all kinds of shows at that time with... Uh, well, Native Indians were being moved onto reserves and everything else in that time frame. So why would a white man be hanging out with the right. evil Indian who, when land was being developed out there, you had to kill them because they were bad, right? So mm-hmm. why would this hero be hanging out with a Native guy? So you had to show that. You had to explain that bond and that he was just not your average Indian riding around on horses who would be killing white guys. Well, I like that too, that they also mentioned why Tonto has nothing else to do than hang out with the Lone Ranger is because his tribe also got taken out. He's also looking to get, you know, justice for for stuff, but it's because a group of renegade Indians took out his good Indians. So he's a yeah. good one. He's not. A, he's not a bad one. <laughs> yeah. And he's alone. Yeah. yeah. He he also is a loner. Right. Cool. So yeah, I guess uh, we don't need to go much more in depth. I guess about the Lone Ranger, but uh, yeah. So it, it is a weird thing of like I think it was a better show, better made than Hopalong Cassidy. But well, I kind of feel like Hopalong. You have to watch that show again though to find out how does he get introduced to Silver. Oh, yeah, he doesn't even have uh, his, his horse yet. He doesn't have silver there, right. right. He doesn't. Maybe that was coming up in the next episode, Maybe. yeah. because we, yeah, we got Scout, Tonto's horse, but nope, silver's not there yet. So. Yeah. yeah, and I guess you can't, you can't argue with that, just that even if Lone Ranger's not that much of a thing anymore, everybody knows Hayo Silver, everybody knows Tonto, everybody knows these things. So, yeah, definitely stuck in the consciousness, the, you know, of, of the the nation. <laughs> so that's cool. And it made the William Tell over to her famous. <laughs> yeah. 
Every kid who was alive in those days watching TV knew that music. But it was the Lone Ranger music. That's what we knew it as. Yeah. All right, cool. So there's the 40s. We did it. That's like our little preamble to the real, the main event. The real golden age of TV <laughs> is going to begin now. So, yeah, again, I haven't even looked at the list yet. I haven't got anything sorted out. But, again, I guess we'll just keep doing this, right? Just every week we'll just have uh, we'll just see whatever thing pops up. And But I assume the 50s will take a lot longer to get through. Because the 40s, like, none of these shows were even on until, like, 47 or so, right? <laughs> like, it's just the end of the 40s that we did, basically. Yeah, so. and remember, they, people didn't have TV. They had just fought World War II. They were coming out of a... The, the money concerns that they had as a result of that, TV f- didn't exist for most people. Yeah. Maybe in, and in larger cities, you might have started probably New York and San Francisco and that. People started to get them willy-nilly. But I bet if you did a study in 1949, you'd find that very few of the population had televisions. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Like, it is, like I guess you have to have that first episode where you explain The Lone Ranger and all this stuff. But yeah, I bet the percentage of people that ever saw this first episode or heard the first episode of the radio show was like nobody. Yeah, very, <laughs> you know? very few. Yeah. So yeah, it's almost surprising that they even bothered because it feels like you could just you could just start. I mean, probably already just through the radio show, everybody already knew the story anyway. So it's like you probably could have just started doing episodes and it would have been fine. But it's like most TV shows. The first show that you watch has a lot of introductory stuff yeah. in it. Um, even shows that I watch today on TV, oftentimes I've never seen the first show, but then eventually it'll repeat itself, and then they'll show the first show, and it's got all this stuff in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay, so that's that's why they do that. Right. Um, yeah, they they always feel they've got to have an introductory thing. Don't just throw you into this man running around the West with a mask on. Like, what the hell's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess the last thing, too, I wanted to say is uh, I kind of like the narration, too. That was like a thing I heard somewhere, you know, where you hear like writing advice, but then I don't know where this advice comes from. But one of them is like that narration is a crutch, that you shouldn't write stories that have narration. But I like narrators. See, I don't know uh, what the problem Apple is. Cassidy had narration, too. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it just clears shit up. I don't know. I like it. Obviously, in this case, it's because it's based on the... Uh, the, the radio show, but I always think of like train spotting, like that had narration all over it, and it was great. There's nothing wrong with well, narration. Well, you've got to get a whole lot of information out, and you've only got one half hour to do it in. Yeah. That's an easy way to do it. Yeah, and it's, it's and yeah, like I guess people don't like narration because it's considered kind of clunky, but it's a lot less clunky than looking right at the screen and saying, Yes, I am the Lone Ranger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, so there's Lone Ranger. This will tune in next week for the 50s, the beginning of the 50s. <laughs>